We are live and we're starting now. Um, and I just wanted to first introduce, so he can start, um, Chelio Bourdin, who does all the, the Humanizing the Icon episodes with us and yeah. transforms the energy of the chats into live art, beautiful works of art that give um, powerful messaging to the themes that we've been exploring in the chats. Hi, Chelio. Hi, thank you. I'm very excited today with uh, Yolanda, with you, and then uh, it's a powerful day today. It's like, very nice. And then I I go in my set and I start with you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right, are you okay? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since we met. I think we figured out it was 2013, yeah? Yeah, at uh, Women in Film and Fashion Film Festival. That was interesting. Um, do you remember what that panel was about? I found clips of it the other day. Mm -mm. I don't remember what the panel was. Uh, well, I, I just, you know, I do remember you guys being there. And they were asking us questions about um, being a, a woman in, in film and, and just as a storyteller and what that meant to us at that time. Um, do you feel, do you think differently now about that role and that question compared to seven years ago? Mm. I was looking at what I said and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I don't remember what I said, but I don't feel like I feel any different, you know, because the industry still is what the industry was then. Uh, there's been a little bit of forward movement, but there's still a lot to go, you know, mm -hmm. for women, for women of color, you know, there's just a lot to move forward with. Do you remember what you were working on at that time? Were you on the indie film circuit with something? Um, well, I mean, I was there with, we were there with shorts. Uh, well, I was there with a short. I don't, I, I'm not sure if you were or not, but I was there with a short with Breaking Night. And um, I know, I think I might've been on the get down then. Um, mm -hmm. or, or that might not have, Maybe John Sell's movie, you know, I'm trying to think of like the time period uh, when that happened, but um, always indie film in some aspect. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what time. Yeah, it's just been such an interesting, uh, I guess, process these last seven years. It's like, it's such a time warp, huh? Yeah, I mean, they go by fast, really fast. Yeah. And how is your, um, so you're on the shy, which like mm -hmm. looks so cool. What are the themes that you're exploring in that show with your character? Uh, well, my character is a single mother um, and her child is now, you know, out into the world uh, with his own family. Um, and uh, I would say, you know, she's dealing with being a single woman, finding herself again after being a mother, a caretaker, um, 
you know, constantly taking care of others uh, because she did have, she was a nurse as well with elderly patients. And um, now it's time for her to take care of herself. So it's a theme of like self, self-empowerment, self. Self-love, self-healing, exploration. Mm-hmm. And it's season three, right? Yes. Yeah. Has it been like a, have you felt um, like a deep dive with that character? Like as you're going into season three, is it feeling like you're kind of peeling back the layers more so of her? Of her personality? Yeah. And psyche and just how it connects to the the current zeitgeist. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel... I feel with all our characters on this show, we're now getting more into the individuals and um, not like broad stroke as far as stories, but getting more into who the characters are, their backgrounds, who they are as people. Um, And, you know, uh, what's going on in the world is always a part of the show. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's, it's one of those that deal, does deal with current events and, uh, current obstacles that people are dealing with, but also these characters within this fictitious world. Mm-hmm. And how has the uh, the pandemic and like this current set of circumstances sort of affected um, how you guys are dealing with the show and and even marketing and getting uh, it out? Yeah, I, truthfully, I have no idea. Like nobody's working right now, so yeah, <laughs> you know the show is airing um one thing that did happen because of the pandemic is we came out earlier than anticipated um we were to, we were expected to come out like july 5th and we came out uh, i think it was like june 21st so a few weeks mm. early um and you know i do think it's a great time because there's space for this show right now and i feel like it's needed with everything that's going on and and you know just knowing that so many people are home sucking in everything that comes mm-hmm. on um you know like every platform it's a good time to be you know out in front of viewers yeah i was telling you it's like actually one of the only billboards that's like caught my attention <laughs> recently because it's the colors really pop you know and colors uh, like mean a lot to me and i was like didn't even know it was your show and then I saw it and I was like ah cool <laughs> and, cool, cool, cool. and there's several like in a row in LA so it's really powerful in imagery I feel like well yeah I mean I think it's I feel like everything looks great against dark skin you know that's just me I feel like all colors just pop you know um mm-hmm. against us and you know and it's just beautiful to see an array of colors uh shades of us you know not just one black person in a sea of you know white characters you know we have an array of brown skinned people in our show and i think that's really beautiful to be out there on a billboard and and see us in that way that's yeah really well said um so a little backstory about humanizing the icon um when you and I first met, I had really started with developing the Mary Pickford story, um, who's, you know, the, I coined, or think of her as the mother of, of Hollywood in terms of what she pioneered and created. Mm-hmm. And through that, I went through this process of deconstructing um, celebrity and fame and identity and persona and sort of how that relates to 
not just pop culture, but also religion and spirituality, like archetypes, myth, like all of that. And so that movie became a portal into humanizing the icon, which was an exhibit at the Venice Biennale or during the Venice Biennale in Italy cool. in October. And Celio, who's doing the art with us right now, was a part of that exhibit. And we called in um, these themes around humanizing an icon. And I thought of you and, and your energy and what I remembered from the panel and then seeing like how you've evolved. I felt like you would be a really perfect guest for this topic. And so I just wanted to know from you, what, does, what do those words conjure for you? Like just off the cuff, humanizing the icon. Like, what does that bring up? Um, you mean breaking down each word or just the, the phrase itself? However, either word, word, word by word or the saying itself? Mm, well, humanizing to me, I think is, you know, it's just making people relatable, making you see the essence of them, you know? Um, icon, something that we make up you know, something that we, you know, conjure up to be this thing that is bigger than life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fictitious. And so how do we humanize the icon? Like, is, do you have a sense of what it means to actually even deconstruct that? Like, why do you think we make something larger than life? I feel like a lot of times people, you know, they want to look at somebody outside of themselves. They want to, you know, look at somebody that they can put on a pedestal and say, somebody to aspire to be mm -hmm. or aspire to be like um, and just you know, kind of put yourself in a place of like uh, being grander than maybe you feel on a daily basis. You know, as far as humanizing, it's like at the end of the day, we all have to piss and shit. That's humanizing us. It's like the icon has to do the same thing you have to do daily, you know, mm -hmm. bodily functions, just waking up, you know, just being grumpy or not being grumpy. Mm -hmm. We all have these same, you know, feelings and emotions that we go through or just daily practices, you know, of, of being human. Mm -hmm. So, Do you think it's dangerous? Like the idea of icon? Do you think there's... Oh, of course. I mean, it can be definitely because mm -hmm. anybody that then starts feeling that they are that thing or being told they're that thing, has the ability to go off the deep end with power, you know, mm -hmm. not, you know, that can be really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so how do you like, how do you feel that relates to being a woman, you know, a black woman in, in this culture? Um, are there things let's say, uh, whether it's stereotypical or iconic ideas that you think don't really hold up, that people like project onto you, whether it's as an artist or as a woman of color or however you identify 
are there things that you would like to strip away that you just think are kind of bullshit <laughs> or not well represented in stories even? Well, I mean, I think, you know, one way with that being stripped away is having more people of color writing for themselves uh, so that there is the specificity within each black character or Latin character or Asian character, like, you know, people know themselves. Um, whereas a lot of times people from the outside of different races and nationalities are then writing for other people. And it's one mm -hmm. thing if you're a really good writer, but when you're a mediocre or writer or somebody that's just coming into it as a job, um, and you don't do your homework, then we do come up with these characters that are very generalized, very stereotypical. And, um, you know, what you were saying, it, it's like, you then get into those areas where you're, you're stuck with these generalizations and they're not the, you know, there can be the image of the angry black woman or the, the catty black woman or the power, whatever black woman. It's like, yeah, but these are like, they're stereotypes. They're not mm -hmm. actual people. Yeah, you can be a strong black woman, but you also at the same time can hurt or feel pain, be depressed, do all these other things, which we never see, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, then that's when you have to humanize these characters. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like there's a deficiency? I mean, I honestly do myself uh, when it comes to the, the writing that's yeah. being put yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, you know, and it, it goes also beyond race. It's, it's a lot of how I would say like American writing can be like storytelling. It's so kind of general and it's just like, you know, you have a whole episode about one thing, whereas these people, you know, real life is, is complicated, you know, and I think, you know, viewers can take in uh, more than one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So it just makes our, our stories kind of kindergartenish, you know, instead of like, college-like you know they just <laughs> yeah, could be more yeah you but you get what I mean it's like they could just be um a little more complicated yeah I feel like people don't trust their audience they, they there's don't. like this sense of dumbing things down yeah and it's it's um, reality tv doesn't help that my you, my feeling doesn't how do you feel when people say it's like the golden age of TV? Um, I mean, I think that's amazing because there is a lot of good writing out there now. There's so many uh, playwrights, you know, writing for cable, writing for uh, online platforms. And there is a lot of good writing out there now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hope that golden age just keeps on going um, and goes mm -hmm. further. And you do write and produce and wear many hats i do because i mean i feel you have to mm -hmm. you know being a black woman you just don't get the opportunities that other women get uh i mean it, it's so crazy because like you know you can have a large body of work 
But then when it comes to, say, you and, say, a white actress coming out at the same time, being at kind of the same level, and then look at the opportunities that that white actress gets versus what you get. I know I can carry a movie. I've done it before several times. Mm -hmm. But then just getting that opportunity is that hard where others can get it and you know do a b c d list movies but then get a show and do da 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 whereas it's not that way with us it's like the getting offered offered like a couple of lines in a movie does not get you an emmy or an oscar or whatever it gets you you know i don't know like phone bill money you know what i mean it's not it's that's not what you're, you know, trying to do. You're trying to make a difference with your work. And, and how, work. oh yeah, absolutely. And, and how old were you when you started processing these barriers or these, not even barriers, well, I mean, but, but you, challenges? I mean, from the beginning. I mean, it's like the business has been what the business is. Like I said, but were you a child? When did you start? No, I, I started as an adult. I was not a child oh, actor okay. at all. Mm -hmm. I was not even thinking about acting. I was very much into a whole different. Um, I was in a whole different line of work. I was in the fashion business. Oh, okay, cool. And what, how did the transition happen? I didn't actually know. Um, let's see. A friend of mine that I worked with, she she did SNL, um, background work on SNL, and one weekend she was sick, and I asked if I could fill in for her. And, um, you know, <laughs> since it's a body, the show is fun, you make a couple hundred bucks for the day, and could see the musical guests and all that, and um, they kept hiring me. They hired me, you know, I, I could, they allowed me to do it, and then I got my, they kept hiring me, and I got my union card. Then I got an agent and then I got my first audition, which was New York Undercover. So that literally was like how everything moved forward for me and, and changed because like I was really, um, I was a little over the, uh, the, I guess the fashion business. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like, I needed something to kind of wake me up and, and make me feel alive again. Mm -hmm. So I, I took to that and the preparing for the audition was one of those things where it really woke something up in me, which was amazing. Um, and I didn't actually get my next audition until like four years later. So that goes to show you things don't happen overnight. Um, it took that thing to spark things in me. And then I went, the, the company I was working for in New York, they closed up in New York and got a good severance pay. And I just took it upon myself to go into the acting thing and see how that was for me. So that's how it went. You got bit by the bug? I got bit, but I also feel like <laughs> I was, um, I was led there. I think it was just what was supposed to happen you know, because mm -hmm. it wasn't planned. So it all worked out. And the next thing I got was Stranger Inside, which was my first feature. That's cool. That's a really cool yeah. story. That's my, that's my story. <laughs> the journey. Um, someone's asking if you could describe Jada uh, on this season, if there's like some words to describe her. Um, Jada's 
you know, she's finding Jada. Uh, she's finding out who she is without, without the crutch of her child, without the crutch of work. Um, she's learning herself as a woman. That's beautiful. Um, can you tell us where you grew up? Omaha, Nebraska. And what was that like? Because I grew up in Kansas and there's oh. like this iconic idea of what these areas are like. What was it like for you? Um, I mean, it was big skies. Um, mm. You know, where I grew up, it was, it was, you know, it really was just like a lot of open land and uh, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, quiet, uh, lots of space to dream, daydream. Um, you know, I appreciate appreciated it very much. Did you go straight to New York from mm -hmm. there? Straight to New York. <laughs> Completely different. Was it in your blood off the bat or was it culture shock? Um, well, I, I mean, I didn't have any expectations. So, mm -hmm. you know, I welcomed it as a learning experience. Yeah. yeah. How old were you at that stage? Um... I guess like 17. Oh, wow. You know, out of yeah. school, like just out of school. That's incredible. Um, so also with this time and the protests and that kind of thing, all the, the movement around Black Lives Matter and everything that's been going on, do you, have you, have you been speaking out about um, or just talking at all about your feelings around that and how you, like, what was your initial, like, emotional response to that story coming out? Obviously, it's been a long time coming, but. Um, what do you mean about, I mean, it's been happening. It's, it's been, been happening. happening. Yeah, and uh, I'm in, I've been over it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know what else there is to say. I, um, okay. I mean, anybody that looks at my stuff on Instagram, which is really the only place I post, is um, I, you know, I try and keep things positive with nature. But yeah, <laughs> uh, people need to learn, you know, because I also posted about a lot of deaths that have happened to Black people from white people being mad at us about one thing or another. Mm -hmm. and um you know that have gone unsolved or un like nothing happened to the people that killed them murdered them mm -hmm. and um you know this was this was another one black men how murdered. did how did you i mean the timing was interesting right during the lockdown and just kind of yeah i, I don't feel it happened by accident i mean i, I really do feel all this happened at this time for a reason yeah it, it was designed that way yes that's exactly how i see it yeah um how are you feeling now are you feeling inspired are you feeling because i know there's just been so much energy like movement with the collective and lots of ups and downs um i mean just me in general yeah uh, i mean i feel i feel the same as i always do i mean i just i need to make sure i keep myself in a positive place mm -hmm. and that's that's my focus how do you do that 
thankful to be breathing daily. Mm, gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. I mean, I wake up every morning and take a walk and I sit and um, I'm thankful to be able to do that. That's beautiful. Yeah, I feel like my meditation, my morning meditations are really vital. Yeah. To- well, especially now because you're, you're, you know, kind of cramped up the whole, well, you can move around, but we know there's something out there that we need to keep away from and, um, mm-hmm. and just keep yourself safe from. So it's a weird time. It's a weird time. Mm-hmm. Someone's asking, what is your dream role? Who would you want to portray? Um, a character that I've written that, um, which is part of a TV show and we'll see, you know, but that's, you know, one of my characters. One that you've already written. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very excited. Is directing a calling for you? Yeah. I mean, things that I write, you know, um, with the exception of like TV stuff. I do plan on directing um, the feature that I'm, you know, having development now. I'll be directing. You know, oh, amazing! Get everything together. Oh, yeah. so cool! Yes. Yeah, no, I'm very, very psyched about that. Because I mean, it's like I feel like when you are writing and you are putting things together, you learn what your voice is, and you know, from my shorts, I've learned my eye. You know what? how I see things, which, you know, nobody else is going to be you. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so before Chelio shares the drawing with us, is, <laughs> is there I'm anything? Scared. No. <laughs> is there any like last words you want to share just in terms of inspiration or humanizing? Mm. I guess, I mean, humanizing, just, I mean, remember everybody, everybody comes from somewhere and I don't know how to say it, but we're all individuals and um, no matter if something seems, behavior is crazy or whatever, it's, that, how, how we function, it, it starts somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just realize that people are, you know, individuals that I don't think anybody starts off like being completely broken, but mm. it's, um, you know, just look at people as a whole and not just one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The message is like, it happens through conditioning or it happens through trauma. Like you see that you see the, like the good or the love and people at the, like the, the foundation or like the baseline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's beautiful. Does that bring in for like forgiveness too? Is it in that same like frequency? It's a tough one. I know. <laughs> we don't have to yeah, answer it. Cause... Yeah, that gets a little hard because I mean, um, you know, I feel like you can you can forgive people sometimes, but you don't forget things, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, I think that's a case by case thing. 
and yeah. everybody's different so for sure well I think you're very articulate and <laughs> honestly I'm sorry about the technology but it's it's really a pleasure to like hear your voice um cool thank deep. you thanks for having me yeah yeah absolutely so I'm gonna actually shut off Instagram now okay. um we'll go back to Chelio. bye people thank you people. for bearing with us cheers all right, and video there. Okay, Chelio. Hello. Wow. Wow. Had purple before. Wow. Yes, it's the first time in my life I use purple ink on fountain pen. It's very strange color. I decided today, and then I find in your dress and your hair is very nice connection, and. Uh, I feel a very strong energy, very, uh, uh, what's your name? Very personal energy in this uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. But I perceive uh, uh, Yolanda, oh, I perceive you save inside of you a very powerful, beautiful, energy for your ancestry for <laughs> your origin for your uh, soul from ancient people for not your family now but your family from 200 300 400 600 years before and yeah i've heard that before wow <laughs> and yeah. it's coming some uh you see this yeah it's like uh, from you. Oh, Chelio, something's happening with the sound. Chelio. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is maybe you understand how you see yeah. everything? Yeah. Okay. Maybe um, I think it's coming the energy from your soul, from your old original. And then uh, this is a. Uh, ancestral uh, subject is uh, like this this is like uh ancient african mama uh, is african or of indigenous people but very so clear powerful energy wow and it's coming some in tower like like the tower, Babel Tower is your empire, empire, your emperor, your building, what you do it, what oh, uh, empire, empire. your project, but wow. near to you have something so more contemporary, but it's like a, a, a magician's or like something, I don't know, in Italia is a folletto. You know, you see, it's uh, like a, a con container of magician things. Hmm. Uh, this is a tower, it's coming the tower. Um, uh, I'm, I'm surprised for this beautiful woman is coming from uh, ancestral style. Uh, of view wow. like a dancer or like 
prophet or like something a teacher of soul is coming and then he's inside oh. of being soul Teacher uh, of soul. Wow. Today I don't have many time. I I I wish to go ahead because energy is a lot. I say I find a lot of energy. There's another one. This yeah. Oh my gosh! I see. This is uh, this is yeah. not white. It's not white man. This is a something ancestral. Is something is inside of you. Your projection is your uh, safety, your energy, your uh, lifestyle life. You say yes, but uh, it's like this. Be careful because I'm powerful. <laughs> your power, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is your power, your energy. Uh, but is my view, you know, Yolanda? Uh, is my view uh, because I read when I finish because. When I do it, I'm very fast. I don't see what I do. You understand? Mm -hmm. He doesn't think but when he's doing totally it. Totally becoming this uh, is not very clear uh, because it's very intricate. But uh, you go inside, you see a circle one, two, and this. And, wo and watch this side. Watch this side. This watch in front of you but the eyes is like same size view than this same size you have a direction yolanda but you building you building your life with your ancestral energy this is my view so you're building your empire with ancestral energy that you're that you're calling in channeling yes i think i think I think I said right. Sorry, my English is not yet perfect, but my drawing talk for me <laughs> because this work is not me, but is you. And I That's really, really interesting, Chelio. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I have a lot of energy inside. I want to go ahead, but now it's too early. It's too late. Sorry, and then. I stop it like this, but the information is clear. Information is clear. Tower, you're building. Something magician help you now because uh, it's contemporary phase. But in the roots, you have ancestry. People can teach. Like guides, Chelio? Are they like guides? Sorry. Guides, like they're guides supporting her yes 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 it's inside this is this is the battery this is the battery oh it's like your charge yeah charge and save saved because this is uh the the dna this mm -hmm. is your personal deep soul inside is a you are composition to the many persons before and mm. still inside of you. I think so. That's great. Thank That's you. wonderful. Thank you. And you're building an empire. That's exciting. <laughs> yes. In the top, you have your tower. And somebody help you. Magic is you like, magic is like a you. powerful people believe in you and help you. 
but mm. be careful because watch in this side is the same side this person watch you have to look oh, you have to look in your left side right yeah in your left side and the left side is actually fem the feminine yeah yes it's so feminine. he's saying just be aware of who's around you and just like make sure you know who you're dealing with <laughs> <laughs> But you're, you're smart and intuitive and you've got it. I love these. Cool. Thank you, Chelio. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Grazie. Okay. And who knew that we'd all bring in some form of purple? I mean, that's actually never happened from the headset to the dress to the pen. Like, that was not planned. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, very spiritual color. Um, so thank you, Yolanda. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to see you again. It's so good to see you. I hope we stay in touch now. I want to definitely keep up. I'm around. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good to be back in touch. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, we'll say goodbye to Facebook. Thank you, people. Facebook. <laughs> Bye. Bye, people. Bye, thank you. Uh, bye. Bye.